Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. All right, today is Monday, May 18th. We've got Mr. Al Rashid on the line with us. Al hardly needs an introduction if you're involved in IT social media, but Al blogs at alarashidblog.wordpress.com. He also helps lead the DCV Mug, which you can find on Twitter at DCV Mug. Welcome to the show, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having me. How's everybody doing? We're doing great. Glad to have you on. Awesome. Yeah, and before we get started, uh, just two seconds here to recognize we hit a thousand downloads this weekend, which is awesome. Woo-hoo! And thank you for doing the sound. I was going to try to pull up a soundboard, which I ha- <laughs> I was going to test that before, but oh man. Okay. We'll get into soundboard stuff later. Uh, I am super pumped about doing that. But also a quick shout out to Graham Barker, who claims to have 999 of those 1,000 listens. So thanks, thank you, Graham. Graham. All right, let's get into it. What are y'all looking at today? I feel like we got to talk about it because everybody was freaking out about it on Friday. Facebook acquires Jiffy for $400 million. Wait, Jiffy? Giffy. Giffy. I do that intentionally. Jiffy? Come on. We get that. <laughs> Sorry, good. <laughs> Is it Jiff like the peanut butter? Yeah. <laughs> That's the joke. Choosy moms choose Jiffy. Right. <laughs> 400 million. I, I, I was surprised to see. I don't know why I was surprised by this. I think I'm always surprised when Facebook represents massive percentages of anything. But um, apparently Facebook uh, traffic was 50% of, of Giffy's use right and 50% of that came from Instagram so obviously there's a bunch of companies under the Facebook brand um, but that's that's huge you know obviously Twitter you see it a lot uh, I mean I'm sure there are other platforms that use it quite often that I'm less familiar with but um, 400 million what do you guys think about that I'm trying to comprehend what are you gonna do with for you know how do you invest in something of that type with that value 400 million what are you gonna gain in return yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, right. I'm going to shamelessly yeah, steal this from a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a, I had a conversation with, uh, John, John Nicholson. Um, and we'll have to have him back on cause I'm sure he'll get passionate about this, but, uh, he had some really good points about advertising and being able to inject, you know, goofy memes that are, you know, uh, focused on somebody types in, I want a taco. And, and you get this goofy Taco Bell meme as the first one on the front, yeah. right? And then all say. of a sudden, like it, it's that subtle advertising content that's dragging certain, certain shows into the spotlight and things like that. And it's like, oh, God, that's nefarious and terrible, but you're probably right. And I'll bet there's a boatload of money in it. Yep. Yeah, Everybody that's got a new movie coming out, right? Their face is on every other meme you see. I, mean, I could see that. I, I'll read an article, but if something's going to grab my attention visually, it's probably going to have more of an effect on me. Yeah. Uh, but as, as far as it applies to Facebook, I'm not a Facebook user. I actually killed it, deleted it, whatever you want to call it, seven, eight years ago, um, probably for privacy concerns. But here I am on Twitter, et cetera. So it's, it's a catch-22. I don't know how I feel, but like I said, $400 million into pictures, I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, he, it's, he, it's a tension economy though for sure right yeah well, definitely saying, Tyler, definitely i mean okay so i have to ask real quick so if you go into zoom and you hit the share feature you can share computer sounds and so i'm curious if this soundbar works did you hear the jack black dude no I, right, if i click it right now no no you don't have oh, okay. if i click on share screen it says host disabled by 
host oh, disabled can, TV screen sharing. Here, I can enable that. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to figure out the soundboard thing another time. We'll have to test. Yeah, it we'll have to. Time. We'll play with that. Maybe we'll play after this. Uh, after this show, or a little one-on-one. Um, but that but, was ridiculous, right? On the back yeah. of the next VR thing as well, right? The hundred million. Yeah, right. <laughs> that that was the one that blew my mind. It was just the idea that that artificial intelligence, in in its maturity and obviously its valuation with regard to something like Facebook, which is so ad-driven, could be so disparate to that just a, a visual gift platform it's like what how yeah. why one of these is advancing science and technology the other one is you know like poodles yeah <laughs> right exactly well, in other terms of uh, valuation i saw on friday uh, afternoon i think discord was looking at a valuation between three billion and four billion wow. um, as they hunt for their latest round of funding as you can imagine they've had a major uptick in the past you know, a couple of months as well with everything going on. That's incredible. And I imagine though. similar market too, right? It's just get your attention the longer you spend in there. I'm sure also, uh, and this dovetails to another article that I read about, which is that U.S. game companies have record sales quarter. I don't know that that's shocking at all, but platforms like Discord, I'm sure disproportionately contribute to uh, game advertising sales or, yeah. or sales related to advertising click-throughs, right? So huge, huge industry capturing everybody's attention. That's probably why Epic is giving away um, GTA Five just sure. to draw attention to their uh, their platform and the other yeah, games their are for sale, right? Yep. As if they haven't made billions already on that that franchise. Yeah, I mean, right. I, personally speaking, I could see myself getting back into gaming. I haven't played. I've got a PS3, a PS4 in nice. the basement. I think we've got a Leaf <laughs> somewhere around in the house, and my daughter's got a Switch. That's awesome. um, you know, again, with what's going on around us, I, we all need something to occupy us, entertain us. And I could yeah. see myself and anybody, for that matter, getting involved. Uh, I think it totally makes sense. And most recently, I was never a Discord user, but I've become more involved. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Eric, I believe it's Hidner. If I'm pronouncing it correctly, he's hosting the metal mashup a couple of days oh, yeah. a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've they been on it a it. few times. Okay, so you know, so they've been using yeah. Discord, and that's my first experience with it. And I found it really easy to use. It's visually appealing. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. So I, I can see where this is going. Yeah, uh, Russ got me into Discord, Same. our uh, esports field correspondent. Uh, <laughs> whenever we play some games, but yeah, it's uh, it's very. I mean, it's a social thing, right? And it's tough for us to get out and do all that and. Etc. So it really helps. Yep. Anyway. Yep. I'm I'm with you, Al. I've got uh, probably I don't know 40 game systems buried some in some corner of my house, and I can't remember the last time I played any of them for an extended period of time. In fact, it was probably with you, Billy, playing Destiny for an hour or two, or Destiny Two. Uh, so I use my PC, but there's an Xbox under my desk. There, I see a PS One in the corner. That actually wasn't mine. I'm not sure how it got to my office. I don't. But don't sell it. Yes. Oh, I yeah. just, mine forever now. You might just like all of the, <laughs> like my graveyard of Xbox 360s because I, I went through a phase where I liked hacking those and messing around with them. So I think I actually have like two brand new Xbox 360s that I did nothing with. And I'm sure I could, <laughs> I'm sure I could do some fun stuff with those, but why? Just why? Yeah, <laughs> all right. Uh, grabbing another piece of news here. Uh, I saw on popularmechanics.com the world's fastest camera 70 trillion frames per second what 
70 that seems absurd. It's fast enough to document nuclear fusion and radioactive That's molecular, mo excuse me, molecule <laughs> decay or molecular decay. Same sort of thing, right? Trillion frames per second. 70 trillion, I haven't read right? this article yet, but that's, well, do you that's ever, incredible. Do you ever hold your phone camera down and it starts to just like snap a ton of photos yeah, yeah. and you hold it down for like a second and a half and you're like, ah, I have like 400 photos or whatever. <laughs> 70 yeah. trillion frames per second. Yeah, I mean, I remember like, I think it was a year and a half ago, I went from my iPhone 6 Plus to the iPhone X or 10, 10 whatever they call it. And I was so excited because, you know, if you're driving or if you need a quick snap of something, the, the difference was night and day. I can only imagine what this camera is like. And furthermore, could you imagine, Aaron, Holy if you camera. attach something like this on your drone? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need a bigger SD card. Right. Or while you're running. I, I noticed you had a video recently. You were running around the house or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was running from upstairs downstairs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Outside. Um, yeah. The, the, in reading oh, this yeah. article, um, so I, I guess it uses or like streak cameras, which I had no idea what that even is, but that's part of it. Most notably used in LIDAR systems, which self-driving right. cars use and all that kind of stuff. But it gets into, so it uses short pulses of laser light that each last for just one femtosecond, which is if you're counting one quadrillion. 10 to the negative 15. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but the fact that it is allowing us to finally start to so see cool. things that we already understand and, and, and know because it's repeatable. I don't know. That part of the article just blew my mind down at the bottom, right? We can finally get quote unquote photos of things that we already understand. We just haven't been able to see them. Could you see, them could you see integrating this with cars? So, you know, it could see something like, you know, an accident coming. Yeah. So much further advanced uh, potentially too i i'm guessing i don't think this so is, i think this I'm, is like I, think, I don't think it's scale laboratory level yeah 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 i'm i'm guessing i'm reading through this too because i hadn't seen it before and i'm not gonna lie i don't know that much about the what compressed ultra fast spectral photography but my guess is that the way they're talking about breaking that beam and the fact that they're just using something that measures the small variations in the light intensity that this probably doesn't work on large scales at all uh, yeah. honestly like you fired it off into the air and you just get so much garbage back you, you probably have to do this in more controlled areas but that's fascinating still regardless of yeah. how you slice that that's so cool but now we can watch a single molecule decay <laughs> you know what i mean it's Which like, cool because usually we just have to do that mathematically we're looking at interactions and then going and sort of backing out the radius of curvature because that we happen to catch it decaying in between sensors in a magnetic field right yeah. Actually being able to sort of purposefully point this at something and then watch it happen is really cool. I'm, I'm totally going to dig into that. I'm going to dork out on that stuff. That's, that's really neat. And I saw at the end of last week too, um, Tesla was looking at just kind of hard shift in, in topics here, but they were looking at, um, what was it? I think it was Austin and Tulsa for mm -hmm. another factory. That is correct. And it looks like you just dropped. Did they announce where it was going to be? Uh, it looks like they are strongly favoring Austin. I don't know if it's actually a done deal yet, but they're, they're hinting at it as their favorite, um, which, is, which is cool. I was thinking that really, if you're going to announce bringing anything to Austin and your Elon Musk or his businesses, it should have started with the boring company and they should have fixed Austin traffic before they brought, you know, major tech battery powerhouse. Yeah, or, actually, I think they're, the goal is to actually produce, I don't think it's a battery figure. It's not one of their battery factories. Then again, maybe they all, they're all battery factories in some capacity but the um 
they're supposed to produce the truck and the model Y is, is target. Okay. And I guess it's, it's cool. It's going to be, um, I guess as they build the factory out, they're going to start releasing vehicles too. So it won't be finished. It won't be at full capacity. It's just sort of a develop and release, which is, which is neat. I imagine it will very quickly turn into jobs in Austin. And obviously I think it's fun just to see that production think, happening. Do you guys think this is a reaction to the news out of California with, you know, the, the local government, the local uh, authorities or leaders, whatever you want to call them, asking him to shut down his plant and so on and so forth and him firing back. And uh, I'm going to go on a little rant here. I think the technology is cool, <laughs> but I find him so unappealing. He just turns me off in so many ways. You know, you're very blessed. It's pretty incendiary. Yeah, it just, it's, there's a little bit of arrogance that goes with him. I'm actually surprised Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm surprised it took this long for him to decide Texas would be an ideal location for a plant because as you both know, you're both Texans, there's a lot of technology in the state. And I believe, and I'm pretty certain of this, uh, the cost to do business in Texas is much, much less than it is oh, in yeah. California. We're, yeah. we're pretty uh, business friendly when it comes to taxation in general. And yeah, I know every month or court. so we get new companies coming here from, I mean, Toyota was one of the yeah. more recent massive ones that brought massive, over yeah. 5,000 jobs right. just north of you. They have a massive facility there, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, I've, I've so been out wild. there. So but don't, 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 mention, but don't mention my rant to my wife because she's interested in a Tesla. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask next, do you have one? No, it's surprisingly, speaking of Toyotas, we have two Camrys and we have a Jeep Wrangler. So pretty old fashioned, okay. pretty straightforward. There you go. But I mean, despite she, your thoughts of Elon, and I don't know what that meant when he tweeted, you know, take the red pill. Um, yeah, I missed that but, one. But apparently, was that part of the AI spat that he had with Facebook? Because he also tweeted out Facebook sucks. Um, and I guess uh, I honestly didn't know this. I don't that. follow his. Said, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't follow oh, uh, <laughs> like the ongoing of really very many CEOs at all on on Twitter or anything like that. But um, Facebook sucks. And, and then the take the red pill i think it was all apparently related to a long ongoing spat between elon and facebook and facebook's investments in artificial intelligence and elon being very public about thinking it's a dangerous technology that that we shouldn't be screwing around with um well he's doing I, it though well no he's doing it too right he's that's, doing that's like a joke. brain like a plug like you know drop <laughs> well, you know Al, al's got an apple watch on just like drop that right in your head right and brain. that's what he's so trying it's to do. funny to hear about this and hear about him being sort of against the technology in general but i he's he must be part of or i guess he is part of some sort of open consortium for artificial intelligence anyways he seems to be very vocal about the dangers of this stuff but while simultaneously oh. talking about dropping so he doesn't trust facebook to do it right which does anyone no <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, i think part uh, of it also he loves the attention oh for sure sure had, you know. well it works for him right yeah, i mean definitely. shoot I, can you blame the guy his his job is to bring attention to his companies and when do we not talk about them yeah facebook does the same but usually it's got a, a measured modicum of hate associated with it less so than tesla so it's doing something right. <laughs> so this article for the the Austin uh, factory, it's referring to it as a Terra factory instead of a Giga factory. So I mean, yeah, absolutely a. Um, That's right. Yeah, that was the same battery. article, and yeah. and it is. It's huge, right? So so that obviously oh, Terra factory there that they're increasing it, and and that's cool because that actually dovetails something else I found this morning, which was saying that um, that facility uh, 
know, maybe I didn't drop it in the notes, but that facility is uh, expected to be able to push the cost per kilowatt hour of batteries down below $100, which uh, I, I went ahead and looked up because I didn't see where that was. In 2010, um, the cost of a kilowatt hour in batteries, so battery storage, right, was, was $1,100 approximately or on average, right? And in 2019, it was 150 change, um, which is obviously a precipitous drop, 156 per kilowatt hour in 2019. So being able to go below $100 is, is another huge step forward in making um, electric vehicles because of just the, you know, the amount of battery power they require more efficient and effective. But everything benefits from having less expensive battery storage technology. So yay. Because but what we don't talk about it as often, and I say we, like Aaron and I might, but that's because we're dorks. Um <laughs> the the Powerwall technology. I prefer you know, nerd, uh, but whatever. Nerd. <laughs> Interchangeable. I'll take them both. Um the Powerwall tech, which is a, another, you know, Tesla uh, technology, but the yeah. in-home batteries, so full battery backup for your house. Um, and then, of course, they, they're into solar as well. So the in improvements in efficiency in solar uh, collection um, and then being able to do like full battery backed generator sort of capacity in your house. So I, I don't know. I'm really I'm always excited about what's happening in the battery space just because I don't. I, I have batteries yeah. everywhere, whether it's in my phone, yeah. or it's in the thousands of little kid toys and stuff like that. Seeing the price of a AA battery go down or the capacity go up by four X's. Yeah. This is goodness, right? Everybody loves that. <laughs> Better batteries. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so yeah, I would shoot that's, we don't talk about it as much because he's dropping cars, but they do a lot for battery tech in Tesla. Absolutely. And along those lines, I don't know if you guys read the article, uh, Dyson finally, I kind of, this kind of seems like it's contradicting itself. Finally unveils its canceled electric car. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is a bit of a, a quandary there. Yeah, uh, I did. I saw that headline. I didn't read into it. Tell us, tell us about it. What, what'd you find out? So they, they were going to produce a seven seater that would have uh, doubled or twi had twice the range of Tesla's model X. That's right. It was uh, like 600 mile range or something like that. Right. Yep. Yep. And uh, this is coming off uh, from the uh, gentleman that invited, I mean, uh, invented like the uh, vacuums and the gadgets as part of Dyson yeah. and uh, we're a Dyson customer. So we love his products. Um, oh yeah, but, I do too. I, I have, I've had several Dyson vacuum cleaners. I love yeah, it's them. Good, yeah. It's good stuff. But you know, I think it, it would have been a healthy competition if this had gone through yeah. or moved forward. But this just gives Elon more power, more arrogance, and then the ability to continue speaking his mind. Yeah. Well, um, he also succeeded where, you know, another inventor with a track record and I'm sure money to boot failed, right? Like yeah. it, it basically is going to boil down to Elon or traditional auto manufacturers or something they back, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I just, I would have hoped that there would be more competition. I would have hoped this would had gone through or moved forward um, because I think, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, if we're, we're going to continue trending, especially in technology, competition is healthy. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree 100%. And it's weird too, because it's not like Tesla isn't going to have lots of competition for electric vehicles, but there's something disheartening about knowing that that competition is just coming from the Toyotas and the GMCs and stuff like that, because I, I feel like they kind of, failed to innovate in this space over a very long period of time when they darn well should have 
and so seeing seeing them come out and the little guys quote unquote dying is actually just disheartening yeah and i think it would have been really cool if he would have uh provided like a demo to throw a rock through the uh through the window to see if it would shatter. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't help myself. I'm reading this article and it seems like, it seems like maybe they tried to do too much right out of the gate. Mm. Um, but I think it's a good sign of competition and people trying to get into it. But uh, there's all kinds of weird things like, um, oh, where was that piece there? Um, oh, I lost it. Anyway, um, there was like some floating. Oh, there we go. And for the driver, the dashboard was kept clean, and I was hoping that it would be a vacuum joke right there. Uh, <laughs> but it says by utilizing, you're right, by utilizing a head-up display such that it floats in front of your face like a hologram, right? And there's a lot of little things like that. And the article reads that each car would have needed to make 150 pounds to break even. Mm. Right? Sorry, excuse me, 150,000 pounds. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, I was yeah. going to say that seems GBP. totally reasonable. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But I wonder I wonder how much of that is like volume expectations too, right? That if you only produce 10, of course they're going to cost a, a, an insurmountable sum of money to sort yeah. of pay off all of the development costs that went into it. Obviously if it gets to the point where they're printing cars left and right and then people are buying them in millions, then the cost per yeah. vehicle or the expected margin per vehicle can go down. Heck, that's that's actually sort of how Musk got this done, right? He used his uh you know media love child relationship and then the early days just sort of springboarding off the excitement to get to something like the model three which eventually will uh probably contribute contribute substantially to the the bottom line actually being positive right because it's it's producing it in mass being able to ship it to lots and lots and lots of people so it's not like the roadster was ever going to pay for all of the development that went into Tesla, but it was a pretty cool place to start. Yeah. All right. What else do you all want to talk about? So we stop saying Elon's name. I know, right, man, he, it's a lot of news about him today. <laughs> right. I know we touched on uh, video games and it's an interesting article that I came across the uh, video game cabinets, like the old school video games that you would see yeah. in the arcade are reviving and cool. uh, becoming a hot thing in, in the uh, in the industry. It's funny because we when we moved into this house, we had the original Golden Tea as nice. one of our video games, and the other was uh, like a, a combination of 40 games into one box. Like yeah, like a MAME, MAME yep. arcade or something? Yep, yep. yep. We, bu- we bought them both. And when I say me, my wife and I, we bought them both off of Craigslist, I believe, and this was, again, 10, 12 years ago when we moved into this house, like $300 a pop. Oh, so wow. it was relatively inexpensive. The kids were much younger. They were more into it. And they outgrew it, as did we. We just never had time. And I want to say maybe three years ago, we put them back on Craigslist. Someone bought them up. We actually made money off of them. But yeah, now do you mind if I ask how much? Because I, I would have bet, I mean, I don't know the Golden Tea market, but if it was a good arcade, like if it was in good condition, I would bet maybe 1500 bucks or something like that. No, not that much. It was it was it was in good shape. It wasn't the big golden tea. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, it was kind of a slimmed down version. Um, but I believe we made twice as much as we. Uh, oh wow! Summer, so it worked Already out. Already collectors. Yeah. That's cool. That yeah. reminds me of. Uh, well, I'm going to call out two people here. What Jonas Rosalind and Duncan Epping regularly post stuff about their uh, little meme cabinets and and video games, sort of. Uh, what uh, just historical love for old games, right? I think we're all hipsters at heart when it comes to video games. <laughs> Reliving the glory days. 
But yeah, yeah I mean, looking back, I wish we not. I wish we didn't sell them, especially now. But you mm. know, they were, they were just taking up room, and like I said, we just the entire family we outgrew them, and we just needed more space. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I've, that's always been one of the projects that I've had on the back burner is to put together a proper MAME cabinet for something like a Raspberry Pi running retro arc and then just being able to have a stand up arcade with all of those classic games across all the different you know platforms, whether it's NES or Neo Geo and heck, just some of the arcades that are out there now and freely available. So that awesome. I, it's always always been a dream, but I've never had the space or dedicated the time to it. I love a good like classic game of pinball. You know, some yeah. of the newer ones just get so, or I say the newer busy. ones, I don't know when, but yeah, they're too busy. I don't know when they, if they keep making them, I don't know. I'm it's sure they of, do. Yeah. The later ones that are made is too much, but anyway, <laughs> starting to sound like an old, old <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw a couple, uh, just, you know, rapid fire ones at y'all. Uh, so Google meet, um, it actually showed up in my Gmail on Friday. I can actually yeah. start and do free ones. Same. Uh, Became free to use at the end of April. They passed 50 million installs on the Play Store after passing 5 million at the beginning of March. So massive, you know, uh, acceleration in, in installs there. I used uh, it uh, this weekend, actually, for the first time. I had oh, not used Google Meet. I was Meet, experienced. Um, but, uh, it, well, it was mixed, I guess. Uh, we switched to Google Meet off of Zoom for the meeting that was happening because uh, my brother was having audio issues. And then we got on Google Meet. His audio issues were fine, so we could hear each other. Uh, but the video quality on my end was like he was on a potato. So it, we, we had some issues. It definitely wasn't perfect. But uh, I, I guess it was, it's nice to have an alternative that's available and free, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would be interested in trying it, especially with family members that are not nearby so we can communicate, you know, on a video call, see one another during this time. But they're not technologically savvy. So we're just going to stick to FaceTime because that works Whatever for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's smart. It's, I think the easy is what made Zoom so attractive for corporate use, yeah. in my opinion, right? It was... WebEx, as simple as it was, ended up being less intuitive by a wide margin, which is hard to believe until something comes out and it's just that easy to use. But it's just easy. It just you turn it on the audio devices or the right audio devices, and and the interface is easy to navigate right out of the box. Yeah, it's easy also from a support perspective. Uh, mm. uh, the organization I work for, we are a Ring Central. We use their voice over IP solution, but it's integrated with Zoom. And uh, it, it's been flawless, especially during this time. Um, and we've got enough licenses to provide and folks find it so easy to use and navigate around. Yeah. We talked a little bit about semiconductor news last week and there was a request that uh, Huawei not be supported, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think the Trump administration was trying to um, limit their ability to get chips right from from some of the major world suppliers and it came out today that uh, tsmc the biggest contract chip maker they halted today. new orders from huawei now uh, and, and it's specifically in response to the new u.s export controls orders that had already been placed are not being impacted it says and simultaneously there's another bit of news that chinese state-backed funds invested 2.25 billion in chip factory um let's see in a chip factory of local company semiconductor manufacturing international whatever right mm -hmm. um, amid this so semiconductors are hot batteries are hot ai is hot 
Yeah, I think it's I, I, we talked about this a little bit, right? You know, just uh, Uncle Sam is courting TSM and chip makers in the United States to make sure that we've got we call it a strategic reserve of the supply chain for that sort of stuff, yeah. which I think is I think it's good from a nationalist perspective. But man, that another economic war point with uh, China does just not seem like great that. timing for that. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm missing some geopolitical baseline, and and that would not surprise me. I am not an economist, but it is uh, it's good and it's also really ugly or potentially gets very ugly very fast to to see this <laughs> continue to unravel right yeah the pessimistic side of me feels like it's going to go in the wrong direction and backfire uh, i'm sure you guys would feel the same way we hope and pray that it doesn't and uh, mm. everyone uh, is uh it's ta- you know it's ta- it's used and taken advantage of for the right reasons but just something tells me it's going to backfire just interesting to think about like when I was a kid reading about wars and how wars started, right? And in, in the tech news, we're seeing, you know. It's, I what I it's the new battleground, right? Yeah. right. It's, it's IP is what, what we're fighting over and um, making sure that nefarious or bad actors don't have access to populations yeah. that aren't in their own sort of country. I, I think it's interesting that X some of let the why have semiconductors. For, so yeah. why wants to go to war with X? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, well, but in, and also I think it, it tends yeah. to be economic war now more anyways. It's, it's yeah. financial based and, and obviously trade based is a big part of what we're seeing these days. But um, it, I think it's sort of sadly ironic in some cases that the reason we are targeting Huawei as an example is because there are major privacy concerns. I'm not surprised and I, I, I'm not going to stand here and say that that's silly. I don't think it's silly at all. But then in the same breath, you have the Senate passing the, the bill that allows unwarranted you know, seizure of your, your search records. It's like, we're not exactly killing it. So yeah. it, it's hard to stand on this pedestal and say, you're not good enough with privacy while we simultaneously disassemble privacy in the United States. It's, uh, it's a sad, sad place to grandstand from. Yeah, it's a double mm-hmm. standard, big yeah. time. And, and 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 when it comes to war, it's definitely changed. Uh, going back to what you guys said a moment ago, and interestingly enough, I was talking to my neighbor yesterday, last night. Uh, she's about the same age. So when we, when, you know, wars of past had nothing to do with technology. Wars of the future are all going to be centered around technology. Everything to do with it. It'll be about technology. It'll be fought with technology. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, in the past, we would, whoever had the biggest army or the biggest, you know, yeah. whoever had the biggest, you know, biggest of everything would dominate. Now it's all technology driven. Yeah. Even, Speaking. I believe our, um, I don't want to get this twisted. Maybe I shouldn't get into it, but <laughs> I think our special forces teams were talking about how they're retraining and refocusing instead of the Middle East um, on a lot of this kind of, technology battle that's happening in the in the pacific right so there's a conversation about us um you know are we going to lose our our guam base right mm. um, anyway whatever i don't i don't want yeah, to i don't want to take the we'll have to dig into the show it down bit. that route right now I don't know, here's a good segue right there was uh an unfortunately an f-22 raptor crashed on friday last week um so the f-22 talk about technology and and sort of the marriage of technology for air dominance 
the F-22, I think, hands down, I don't care who you talk to, will acknowledge that it is the most capable flying vehicle probably ever produced, right? Um, is it Lockheed Martin? It. It, it's, it, it, so it's a dual engine. Um, it, is, it is capable of cruising at supersonic speeds. It can do air maneuvers that were literally breaking what we knew about what was possible. They wow. think controlled flat spin in a jet. Right, but then yeah. it, it's got vectored thrust, which was one of the first. Uh, I don't know that it was one of the first. What is vectored thrust? I, it I means know that the so that both of those engines can actually change the angle to you know assist oh, with takeoff yeah. or to assist with more acute turns and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's I like four wheel steer on my mower. Yes, when yes, turn, yes. <laughs> when I turn the wheel left, the back exactly the right. same technology. It's just, vectored just thrust. Exactly the okay. same. Yeah. No. No. And actually, like Google vectored thrust is actually really cool to see in action. And the uh, there are other aircraft that have it for sure. Um, the F thirty five. I think the Stovall definitely does. I, I think some of the other ones might as well. But um, it was so it was it was a uh, training aircraft that crashed. Um, and, and I don't believe we've lost an F twenty two in combat. Um, it. it really is quite good at what it does but uh the problem is we only had 185 of them that the government purchased from lockheed martin and it was uh early blocks right that got through that there was a shift in direction which is why the f-35 ended up being sort of the target platform of choice lots of people there's a huge package to unwrap there about whether that was a good decision from a military perspective but it um, seems like a lot though what, what, sorry what's i want to talk lot? more about that but I don't oh you mean like hundreds 185 jets like if i think about playing risk right and i've got my little guys yeah. and i lay them around the map 185 of those f-22s and that's just yeah. f-22s so it, it's know. not a lot okay. the, our our fleet our aircraft fleet especially across all of the branches of government in the united states is considerably larger than that right i mean i don't know what the numbers are at now but it that would dwarf 200 by a long shot okay. and uh, i guess we've lost four f-22s in these sorts of accidents in the last 16 years and if we keep up with that pace it's actually not going to take very long for us to be in a situation where the front line of, of actual deployed uh, F-22s will be impacted, right? So I guess we have 17 spares in the back and uh, this, this pace is not a good pace, but I won't get into all of the, the politics, especially for people who <laughs> love jets and love getting into it. But uh, there, there's a lot of questions about whether or not moving away from the F-22 is ever a good idea. And now as it starts to dwindle and the capabilities of newer platforms, aren't proving out it's uh i think it's sad to see a platform like that sort of uh i don't know having to be propped up as it is and failing just because of numbers so just to give some credence to tyler's opinions here he actually used to work for lockheed martin and build fighter jets so those fighter uh, jets actually yeah I'm, those I, fighter I, jets. I spent a little bit of time on the f-22 <laughs> not nearly as much because they don't really produce it or they don't uh sorry that's not the right way to say that we produced the center section in uh, Fort Worth here, and I worked a little bit on some wing, wing manufacturing elsewhere just because of the technologies that I was in, but then uh, most of it was at 35. So I got to see that program come from the ground up, but by comparison, I, like really, F-22, F-35, they, they might sound the same. They are worlds apart. So it was Albino sad as a technologist to see F-22. I don't know as much as you guys do. I'm actually reading the article about the crash. Them. Yeah, and, and it's funny. I shouldn't say funny, but the one line that caught my attention, let me go back to it, and going about how many are available. Let's see. Well, sometime, the, the, Tyler, we, the, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, the, fir the first sentence in this paragraph is, the crash reduces by one 
the F-22 training fleet. So that just gets me to think, how many do we actually have? Because that's not yeah. a good positive sentence. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and it's, it's, uh, I, I was trying to find that too because I thought they said it in the article and I missed it now. But um, uh, I think we might have – oh, I missed it. I know 195 were purchased originally. Um, I couldn't find the, the – or sorry, 185. No, no, no. It is. It's 195. Yeah, oh, there you go. It says it right there. The built. crash leaves 195 were built, so that the crash is the tenth oh, that yes, that yes, we yes. lost. Yes. So we have 185 left. But uh, like I said, I mean, there there are. Gosh, other I don't know how many kinds of planes. Yeah, but those are the. Oh, for sure. The F-22 yeah, yeah. Rapid is those. Okay. And the, and the F-16s were very popular platforms. That's also a Lockheed aircraft. F-18s also quite popular. F-14s. That's uh, what I think that was the Top Gun aircraft, right? I, I was never as much of an efficient so. as I was on the engineering, you know, propeller head side of things. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was interesting to see. And you think about even even though we're not losing aircraft in military sorties, or, or certainly not F-22s, uh, the our supply dwindles right over time. So it's important to have back, back up, backup platforms that are capable of doing the same or similar things. What's a sortie you said? Oh, a, a sortie like aircraft getting into a fight basically, or I think believe sortie applies both air to air and air to ground though. So it doesn't, S-O-R-T-I? it's not a dictionary definition. What? S O R T I. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, that's French for get out. <laughs> whatever okay what are the news we got we need to shut this down al anything else you want to uh, talk about anything else you've seen or passionate uh, about or nothing comes to mind um we're just there's so much going on we've got technology left and right um it's hard to keep up at times and uh i do want to say congratulations on your recent promotion or move if you don't mind me saying so which one we both have have uh He's talking to you, Bewey. Okay. Well, we both <laughs> had recent moves, but thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, yes. No worries. Um, other than that, nothing, like I said, I hate to repeat myself, nothing really comes to mind. Just laying low, remaining positive as best as we can, and just trying to learn as much as we can uh, uh, in, in the time that we have. Awesome, man. Uh, so what, do you have anything else, Tyler, before we shut it down? No, no, I don't have any more topics. We exhausted them. That's a okay. first, maybe. <laughs> Anything? I don't think I mentioned your Twitter account. Do you want to just run us through where we, where people can find you again? Sure. Twitter is the best way. It's uh, Al underscore Rashid, R-A-S-H-E-E-D. Uh, you can find uh, any relevant information about me there, or you can connect with me uh, on Twitter as well via DM. And uh, as Aaron mentioned to start this conversation, uh, give us a follow on DCV Mug, and I will just put a kind plug in if anyone's interested in presenting get a hold of me. We're uh, looking for speakers and we'd love to have anybody on board. Bring Especially your customers. Content. Right? Yeah. Especially yes. customers. If you're a customer, um, if you are at a company and you're running IT things, reach out and do it. And it's all virtual now, right? So they don't have to be in DC. Yeah. Actually, right? I have and to maybe travel. That's... I'm sorry. Well, if I could go back one second, uh, interestingly yeah. enough, and I'll give VMware a plug because my organization is now testing Workspace ONE uh, due to COVID-19. It's something that we had discussed like many organizations prior to uh, you know, the situation that we're in, but now it's getting serious and we have to find a solution that's gonna f- provide as much no touch as possible, but keep everybody safe and sound. Yeah, 
So I love that technology. Out. Workspace One is one of those. Like as an end user, it's just it just works. It does what it's supposed to do. It's actually hard to imagine working for an organization that doesn't have that or something like it. Don't get me wrong. It's not like there's anything else out there. But gosh, is it easy to get what I need from a business perspective mm-hmm. on any device, which is brilliant. So. Yeah. I loved having you on the show, man. Um, you're an awesome community builder, a connector of people, a uh, voice of positivity, and all that. So thank you for what you do. Um, Feelings mutual. Hope, Absolutely. Yeah, I hope to see you in person again someday. I think the last time I ran into you was at a craps table in Vegas or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think uh, Sean Massey was hosting like a, a, a Hold'em tournament. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. It was yeah. it was a Hold'em there tournament. That's right. That was that was a really cool looking thing. Um, yeah. Just if people I recall, from all across were, the industry coming together. Yep. And if I recall, you were wearing a costume of some kind. Maybe oh, Tyler that was, was the well. night. We was were, we had our I, suits on. It yeah. was, that was totally the night that, that I was dressed up in my- You were Tetris. Uh, uh, no, no, not Tetris. It, I'm sorry, Pac-Man. Pac-Man. I had my Pac-Man suit and you, yours was like <laughs> awesome. Captain America or yes. something. Yes. yes. Mine was a hilarious. nod to Chad's Captain Canada. Um, you definitely caught me off guard. I was like, what are these guys doing? What do, I, <laughs> what do I get myself into? I wonder, was that the Emerald 2017? Um, oh, it, I don't remember. 27, that sounds about right. The only, reason I, asked, okay, the only reason I asked, 2017 was my first VM world. So I, I saw things. I'd been to Vegas many times before, but there were things I saw I didn't expect out of a town. That's so funny. <laughs> That's great. There were things you saw that you didn't expect in Las Vegas. Yeah, okay. we're not going to talk Tell about that. And shows them. <laughs> the show's <laughs> over. Nobody Shut it down, Tyler. Puzzled face right now. Cut him off. Cut him off. No. Uh, Al, thanks so much for joining us. This is tons of fun. Uh, I would echo Aaron's sentiments. You're, you're always a wonderful voice on Twitter, and uh, it's great to see you bringing the community together. Thanks again for joining us. So Absolutely. that brings another... Uh, tech breakfast podcast to a close today we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did and as always if you've got any news we missed general feedback or the urge to join us to record hit us up on twitter let us know what you think give us a follow and thanks for listening let's get a booyah from you al booyah we need a sound there we drop. go yeah there it is <laughs> all right bye bye <laughs> see you guys later guys